Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 55, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought Industries, about the current state of customer education, professional training, and the not-so-scary topic of headless LMS. You can find more of our independent content at talentedlearning.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Talented Learning Show podcast. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Today is no different as we have returned guest Barry Kelly, who is CEO and founder of Thought Industries. Barry and I first met in 2014 and discovered we had a common vision for extended learning, and we've been sharing notes and trying to push the extended enterprise learning industry forward ever since. Barry's been a lot more effective at it, though, with his company, Thought Industries. Thought Industries is a Talented Learning 2022 top specialty LMS winner. They're a perennial winner in our annual awards. Uh, they shined recently in our new Talented Learning 2023 Commercial Learning Systems Market Report that compares and contrasts the top 40 award-winning vendors in 50 different categories. It's been a while since we had Barry on the show, so we have a lot to talk about, including an update on Thought Industries and the customer education and professional training marketplace. We're going to discuss advanced features of the extended enterprise LMS that HR and employee LMSs never even considered, and we're going to talk about the downside of trying to build your own LMS, the whole new world of integration, headless applications, and the rise of Helium Solution. That's a lot. So let's get right to it with Barry Kelly. Barry, welcome back to the Talented Learning Show podcast series. It's great to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me, John. As always, delighted to be here. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been far too long since we had you on as a guest talking about advances in professional education and customer education. And as you know, so much has transpired in the last couple of years, 18 months, that it's long past due to have you come back and update us on uh, what's going on. But for those that might not know you, even though that you're a perennial winner on the Town to Learning Learning System Awards every single year, why don't you tell us about uh, Thought Industries, Barry? Wow, thanks, John. Yeah, happy to do it. Uh, September will actually mark the 10th year in business of Thought Industries. So all these lines and uh, lack of hair follicles, uh, you know, is uh, mapping that journey. Um, no, it's been it's been a really great, great uh, run. Um, you know, as an organization, we started the company with, you know, an absolute focus and vision to deliver external learning. And really what that means is helping organizations delivering learning at scale globally. So we work in two sort of segments of the market. One we call, you know, as everyone will know, customer education. So helping organizations um, deliver, educate customers across the total life cycle so that they can, you know, uh, sort of benefit from, from the power of the educated customer. And that, that we can get into a lot of that later. And also in a segment of professional training. So we help organizations where training or education as a product. So those are professional certification organizations, associations, uh, you know, enterprise training companies to help them, you know, deliver highly compelling learning products, um, you know, at scale, uh, monetize, deliver, license, um, and everything else that 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 is involved in in helping organizations manage that and power the business of learning. Mm -hmm. It's curious that uh, uh, that customer education and, and uh, professional training are two verticals. Why, why is that? Was that intentional or is that accidental? Because of the 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 
parallel nature of the, of the requirements? What, what, what's yeah, the yeah, there? I think, yeah, no, it's really interesting because, you know, as a company at the very beginning, you know, we started out in that, um, you know, professional training market. And I think in 2018, sort of formally entered customer education just because, you know, more and more organizations were coming to us inbound. Um, they were looking to sort of solve a lot of the very, very simple challenges, and they weren't able to do that with internal learning management systems. Mm-hmm. So I think at, at that time, you know, we looked really, really closely, you know, to at the market, try and understand product market fit, use case. Um, and, you know, it became obvious to us that, you know, um, that we could, you know, support uh, the needs of that particular that particular market. Now, what actually is really interesting is that um, at scale, these organizations look very, very similar. So customer education organizations that's delivering learning, globally monetizing, you know, strong PL, integrating with technologies, delivering all sorts of blended learning and different types of learning products. Um, in lots of unique ways, uh, licensing, managing, white labeling, integrating, um, those businesses look very, very similar uh, to professional training companies, right? Doing the same thing, monetizing learning, have a PL, have product integrations, partners, resellers, all of those things. So, you know, for us, um, you know, really where, you know, our sweet spot, I suppose, overall in the market is in when those use cases start to get pretty complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, both both of those organizations look very, very similar, um, you know, at scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge is, if, maybe you just got done encapsulating them, but the challenge is that organizations at scale doing customer yeah. education or professional training would have with a traditional learning management system are all about the business of the content business? Yeah, I think there's more. There's, I think, you know, I think I look at it in sort of three ways, right? I think one is around sort of product, right? Product ideation and the delivery of a highly compelling product to the market. And that's everything from micro learning objects all the way to sort of multi-year blended programs with instructors and certifications and sort of everything in between. So you need to be able to deploy high levels of uh, diverse content, uh, both in-person synchronous, asynchronous, semi-asynchronous, um, and you need to be able to, you know, do that with ease uh, very, very quickly. Um, so that's the product side, the packaging of that product, the delivery, subscriptions, packaging, monetization, training credits, everything to do with, you know, the delivery of all of those products, uh, personalization, uh, recommendations, dynamic learning content development, all of those kind of things. And then, um, so there's two parts of the last one, which is sort of reducing administrative overhead, right? So um, very, very quickly with these organizations, we get into the process of managing the business, you know, dealing with partners, resellers, monetization, reporting, integrations, support, uh, localization, um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of administrative overhead for organizations to run these businesses. So for us, for many years, we've focused on, you know, the stuff, maybe it's 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 the not so beautiful stuff where you're trying to take highly complex tasks, uh, improve them um, and make them more scalable. Uh, so there's that part. And then there's just reducing technical debt. So you know, in many cases, we're working with organizations that may have built, you know, homegrown technology, you know, they've got teams to try and support that delivery of scale, security, all these things, we kind of take a lot of that pain and suffering off their plate, 
Um, and so, and also, as you know, the focus then, the, and I think, you know, for us, a really, really explicit focus on, ex, you know, the external learning, we don't do any internal corporate training. So our focus and all our product development, our roadmap is focused on helping organizations that are facing their training and learning to the outside world. So customers, you know, partners and the external ecosystem. Mm -hmm. That's a, a real key point. I think uh, a lot of people forget about, like, if you're trying to do external training and you're trying to do that with an HR system, in some degrees, you can get part of the way there or some of the way there with those systems. Yeah. But the problem is every dollar of research and development that organization invests, only a small portion of it actually comes back to, you know, a B2B business type business model, yeah. the features that you need. And so uh, it's a key yeah. differentiator with your organization and specialists in general is that 100% of the R&D dollars are generally to the benefit of most of your customers. Absolutely. And they're, you know, they're pushing the boundaries. So, I mean, I think, you know, the feature development is reflecting use cases that are being driven by everybody in our, you know, our client base. And I think it, you know, it rises so sort of, you know, the rising tide, right? Um, so that's one of the great benefits of it. And I couldn't even imagine being in a generalist learning management company and looking at the product backlog and all the, in, you know, all the inbound requests for product development. Um, you know, for us, you know, we have a lot of feedback just on all of those deep use cases and you have to go really deep, right? When there's business on the line and revenue on the line every minute. Um, and there has to be all sorts of uptime at all points of time and scale. You got to be prepared for it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It's also the difference be between being proactive and reactive. So, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of times with the generalists, you're standing in line banging on the doors for what you really need versus uh, in uh, in your case, you're always, a lot of your clients are like, huh, I hadn't thought, yeah. ever even thought of that. But that is like a great idea because yeah. some other uh, company a month ahead had thought of it before them, uh, yeah. which is uh, really neat. But we digress. Hey, let's dig yeah. into... Um, uh, yeah, I wish these podcasts were like three hours long. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> what? Listeners, probably not. Uh, let's dig into the, the the integration piece. You mentioned something uh, that a lot of these organizations where you touched on it around a, a custom system. Yeah. And I'm running into that a, a, a lot too. So uh, professional organizations, customer education organizations or professional training couldn't find what they needed in a, uh, you know, a commercial LMS, an HR or employee yeah. LMS. The specialist LMS weren't really developed yet, so they took this path of kind of developing uh, their their own system. I'm seeing a pendulum swing back now that a lot of organizations that did that are kind of trying to move off those decisions of custom solutions yeah. and, and really move into, well, really more headless uh, type solutions yeah. as a solution. Could you comment on all that, what headless means, how important that is, how integration is, and what you think yeah. about that pendulum swing, if there is yeah. one? Yeah, I think we Big could question. talk quite a bit. I think, you know, I, I, the really interesting thing, I think even beyond, I'll get to the headless thing in a second, because it's it's fascinating and it's a really exciting sort of uh, part of, um, you know, part of our business and sort of where, where the world of learning is going. I think overall, like as I we look at the sort of build and the organizations that have built technology, and I, you know, I would say probably at least 50% or more of the organizations that we work with that come to our shores, you know, are being migrated off you know, homegrown technology or at least homegrown technology that may be integrated with maybe some off the shelf other SaaS products, you know, CRM product or, or a you know, WordPress product or something like that. 
And, you know, at some point, you know, there's two things that begin to happen in those particular scenarios. One is that, um, you know, the cost to support uh, the technology becomes really high, right? You, um, you know, there's technical debt in any organization that writes code. And at a certain point in time, product can get tired. You may end up being in a situation where you're spending more time supporting uh, just keeping the technology going and alive than adding new features, right, that are adding business value. Um, so, and also just the overhead of that, uh, security, all that, you know, especially in this day and age, GDPR, security, siloed data, um, all the things that are really critical, those become, you know, significant investments in terms of managing overhead as well. Um, and then, um, the, you know, I suppose the last part of it is just sort of, you know, feature development and the, and the benefits that are that are maybe coming from organizations that are delivering and seeing a much more panoramic view of the market. You know, so for us, you know, we work with organizations to help um, reduce the overall noise, reduce technical debt, create some stability in the business, help them get scale, you know, so that when they start to be, you know, when they're continuing in the market, that they can take business opportunities much more quickly. So sometimes it's about enabling a feature rather than having to build it. Um, and then also have, you know, the benefits of still being able to integrate with maybe some you know, remaining homegrown technologies or integrating with their other ecosystem. So um, integrations are a re really important part of our business. We're communicating with so many adjacent pieces of technology, you know, CRM systems, um, you know, virtual training technologies, labs, um, you know, commerce, tax, um, you know, uh, translation tools. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, when it comes to um, being able to integrate certification engines, things like that. So there's just tremendous benefit from um, being able to reduce a little bit of overhead, have a partner who's going to be there uh, to take over the headaches of the technical, you know, uh, delivery uh, every single day. And then also to be able to avail of their roadmap um, that's, you know, delivering brand new features that's going to help you drive your business. So, so we see that all the time in terms of headless I mean, this is a really exciting thing. We've seen, um, I think, in two markets in particular, um, you know, in, in the um, in content management world and then in e-commerce, we've seen headless for, for organizations that really wanted to create their own very, very unique bespoke experience, but have the stability of the back end, the business logic, the database, the security. So essentially what we've done at Thought Industries is that we've done that. In, in September, we released Helium, which is our headless uh, learning technology. And essentially that decouples you know, the front end um, of everything that you experience, all the learner experiences, flows, uh, courses, objects, uh, assessments, you name it, anything, right? Check out flows, websites, anything can be completely customized visually on the front end and decoupled from the back end. Um, and so that allows for all sorts of amazing uh, use case liberation, I suppose, right? So if you can think it, you can build it. Um, it allows you to not only make leverage and uh, augment the front end, but it also allows you to make calls to external data. So you be can begin to bring other data and other information and other experiences right into the, the course of learning. So that's where we see this unbelievable, you know, sort of uh, opportunity in terms of of kind of what it can do, and this isn't by chance, right? For you know, for many many years, our customers have been coming to us saying, "We love this, 
we really like it, but we want the left-hand nav to do something else, or we want it to look different, or we want to bring our own data from our product into this, or we want a, a recommendation logic to do something a little bit different based on uh, these data points. And so now we're, now we're able to do that. We've been about two years in development building Helium, and it's now allowing organizations to really create some really significant, uh, have some really con significant control over those of use cases and the customizations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's, it's, uh, it's not a customization in the terms of the old use of the word customization in the yeah. sense that all, all of your updates and everything is still upwardly compatible without tinkering. Absolutely. Uh, when, when you, when you make that so that's the difference yeah because customization yeah. used to be an ugly word because right. sure you can customize anything but then you got to maintain it yeah and, uh, and that's you know that's probably the challenge with a lot of the uh, the homegrown systems is you know maintaining that specialty but with helium and with a decoupled headless lms yeah. you're essentially customizing without impacting upgrade yeah one hundred percent, right? And we'll continue to release features and open endpoints to organizations, so you can continue to to you know make those experiences um, you know much more interesting. I, I would put it this way: there's a sort of a continuum of how it can be used, right? So our product can still be used out of the box, deployed, configured as it is, right? So say a, a learner dashboard, take it out, move the widgets around deploy it, you know, put your logo in, do whatever you want, deploy. You can also insert uh, that experience, target an object, change that object with um, with code so you can customize an object on that page. Or uh, if you want, completely rebuild the entire thing, right, from scratch. So there's a whole continuum of from sort of no code all the way to literally you want to build a full React front end to uh, one any part of the learning experience or any part of the overall interaction with a learner buyer, that can all be done in, in, towards that continuum. And I think one of the main things, because the word headless gets thrown around a lot, um, we have to be, I think if, you know, if the definition in, in our mind very much is that um, we not only do we just decouple these two things, but we've built a whole developer suite, right? So this becomes really important. Um, you have to be able to create a whole bunch of developer tools. Number one, you can use an MIT license to download our entire front end. So you got access to that. You can get in and customize it. Um, you also have um, a technology called GraphQL, which delivers all the different endpoints and all the queries that you need to query all our business logic so that you can um, query those and, and make some changes. We have a whole deployment technology that allows you to deploy to QA, to staging, to production. Um, and also we use a, a technology called Tailwind that allows you to manage and deploy all the front-end customizations through CSS. And not only that, a whole developer site and developer communities where individuals are able to interact with each other um, you know, as they're kind of sharing and writing code, which is how developers work, right? Um, it's all about collaboration, learning, sharing. Um, so that's the really, really, that's the really exciting part of it. And our belief is really that some of the most amazing things that are going to be created um, will probably not be created by us, right? We're providing the framework, the technology, um, and the environment. And I think the next wave of amazing innovations are going to happen by people who are building technology on our platform. So that's the really exciting thing here. We're also working towards, um, in this year, we'll also see the marketplace. So any of these objects that we're talking about, dashboards, assessments, you name it, like any 
pretty much anything, an instructor dashboard, a instructor, you know, queue management, whatever it is you can come up with, right? Um, these are objects that can be created and, and um, installed in our marketplace where our customers can come and, you know, license or download some of these uh, objects uh, for use in their own instance. So it begins to sort of create this, you know, community of development that's, you know, I think it's going to really transform the way that, um, you know, learning can be experienced and delivered and managed. Um, wow. And we're also looking at now, at, at, you know, heliumizing, right, making some of the back end of our administrative side of our technology headless as well, so that if you wanted to go in and change our administ parts of our administrative backend because you want client managers or you want instructors or you want content creators to see something slightly different or change that you're going to be able to do that too and that you know that that now really begins to kind of change the the whole paradigm in many ways sounds like your baby's all grown up <laughs> growing up yeah growing up off to growing college up. this is yeah. serious this yeah. is serious now so you know it's serious enough that I'm almost scared because this sounds really technical. Like who, who does this stuff? It, yeah. Do they have to come to you? Tell us about that. How, how does, yeah. I mean, with the developer tools, like do you just, do you know, third party, you know, you already know GraphQL, so you just know how to do this already. Like, like yeah. who, who does all this work? This yeah, that's a really serious. great question. And, you know, we've been really fortunate, you know, the leadership at our company, our chief product officer, Todd Bowes, our chief technical officer, Chris McClelland, who's, you know, one of the co-founders of the company. And so spent a lot of time over the last two years, you know, building a lot of documentation, a lot of infrastructure, um, you know, developer.thoughtindustries.com. If you want to learn more about um, how, you know, all of the information around Helium, how, it, how it's developed, uh, you know, starter tools, code recommendations, all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Helium at its core, right? I think in terms of developing is a developer tool, right? In many ways. Um, so not every organization is going to have their own developers. Um, so we have a, a partner ecosystem that we're building at the moment that we've got currently at this point about six partners um, who are who work across the different uh, disciplines from like design to front end build to react development. So for organizations that want to um, on a project basis or augment their development or do some levels of customizations. Um, you know, we have really great partners um, who are really skilled with the helium framework that can help that as well. So, yeah, you know. To be honest, you know, still our customers, like as I mentioned before, that are they're just going to use our, you know, our ever expanding technology out of the box, right? And use the same configuration tools that they would have always used to leverage our technology. And they can still do that. And they can still do a lot of very, very powerful things. It's just for those organizations that say, you know what, I'm going to build a brand new um you know, learning experience or a dashboard or a stage, we want to build our own product detail pages, or we want to change and create our own checkout flow, um, or we want to do something uh, that's kind of off-piste, I suppose, from what Thought Industries is doing, then in that case, then they will kind of open it up and, and begin to edit that, you know, front-end React code. Um, and then, you know, we'll be in a process of, of technical management. So it is, it's, I think, you know, it is, as we said at the at the kind of right end of the continuum, um, you know, you could build a whole, you know, whole alternate learning management system, you know, on our framework, right? Um, if you wanted to go that far. So it is really, really, really powerful. But again, you know, we want to make sure we have, we're implementing a lot of the low code, no code. 
um, uh, interfaces and technology. Uh, this year was one in Q1 that's going to allow you to do a lot of drag and drop functionality, edit in line, a lot of that stuff that, you know, that augments what we already do. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So for the really the medium high end and the high end, yeah. uh, you know, uh, your, your clients have a home. But, you yeah. know, it just strikes me as obvious uh, here, though I hadn't thought of it before, which is a, like yeah. a lot of things in life. You know, who has all these developers uh, in-house is all the organizations that are trying to be software companies building their own LMS for their, yeah. their thing. You know, so if you're in one of those organizations where you got a whole team of, of you know, developers trying to hold together, band-aid together your open source, you know, learning management system, you know, the efficiency yeah. of taking them and putting that horsepower all towards doing good versus maintaining. Yeah. Know, it's, it's like a huge, right there alone is the business case to. Um, uh, Absolutely. And we're working like, you know, easy. yeah. Yeah, we're working in, you know, uh, POC concepts a lot with, with our, you know, with our prospects and customers right now. And, and they're, and they have, you know, they have development teams, lots of them, you know, and for, you know, and lots of different developers kind of across the, um, you know, across the code base from back end to front end developers, you know, design folks. Um, so it is, it is, it's, it's going to be quite liberating for those individuals to have, again, like all that backend infrastructure, all the logic that we create, that we've created over the years. Um, and you know, that's the one thing I will say is that it's interesting. There's certainly, you know, um, restful APIs that organizations have. And, and again, sometimes we come up and get those questions in the market. Well, what's the difference between the headless and the sort of a RESTful API? Can't we do the same thing? It's it's quite different, right? Um, you're almost closer to kind of like open source in this, in this, but with all of the, you know, as again, all of the server support, all the logic, all the back end, and you also, you know, all those developer tools that are going to allow you to have all that in one box rather than going out and having to create separate infrastructure that calls APIs and does stuff separately. So, and all the maintenance for that. So there's a lot of benefit from, you know, consolidation of all the developer tools and the, and the community here as well. So. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, maybe it's, it feels like it's been longer than 18 months because uh, <laughs> the whole world's changed here in just one conversation. <laughs> we used to be talking about, Hey, let's use customer education for, for uh, prospects. And yeah, you know, and now it's about building these whole unique environments. And I think that's a reflection of how valuable uh, this industry has become, how much value you and uh, in general learning is providing these organizations that it's not just about flipping it on and pushing a PowerPoint. Now it's really creating a, these business environments because it is yeah. just so important. And uh, yeah, it just warms my heart because it takes uh, learning from some kind of evil thing uh, that uh, employees have to do for compliance to something super strategic for organizations. And yeah, you know, every time I talk to you, it's getting more strategic, both your organization and your clients. So yeah, uh, yeah, super thrilled to, to have you here and share yeah. your knowledge and updates. I appreciate it, John. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Look, we've been very fortunate over the years to have incredible customers who have just, you know, taken the journey with us and pushed the boundaries and, you know, uh, in every way, right, from the product experience to monetization to margin optimization to delivery to reporting integration i mean you know it is it's a it's a these organizations that we work with are do you know are operating highly complex businesses and you know learning is part of it right it's it's just kind of one part of very very complex operations and 
you know, a lot of times we kind of look at ourselves internally and say, we're kind of more like the ERP technology for learning businesses, maybe than we are at an LMS. And, and it is, there's so much administrative and technical overhead. Um, and that's kind of like a lot of times where, where, you know, we feel like, um, you know, is our kind of our comfort zone, like how do we really help organizations quiet the noise? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're fortunate every day just to see so many incredible businesses, um, you know, um, do really inspiring stuff across every single particular segment of market, you know? So yeah, it's been really exciting. All right. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's Barry Kelly, CEO, founder at Thought Industries. You can learn all about Thought Industries at thoughtindustries.com. You can check out uh, all this developer stuff at developer.thoughtindustries.com. Thanks for making that public for everybody. That's a great service to the industry uh, in general. And of course, uh, Thought Industry as a winner uh, in the the 2022 uh, Talented Learning uh, awards is featured in uh, the brand new 23 uh, commercial LMS and learning systems market report from Talent to Learn. You can find that and other fiercely independent information on the learning system market at talentedlearning.com. Listeners, thanks for tuning into another one. Barry, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Everybody have a great day. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, everybody. All right.